Herman, ordinarily, I'd be more than happy to stroll down memory lane with you. But it's reparations that I seek. Why don't we call this what it is? A shakedown. Your own father was a silent partner in Ethno Records. Made sure that the records got airplay. Isn't that right? Yeah, that money bought my house down to Jersey Shore. What do you want to do here, Hesh? I'm guided by you. He's got to do the right thing, that's what. Oh! Hey, you're way out of line, kid. Just get some cold fucking fizzy water on your head. Hey, Ben, how's it going, man? Long time, no talk. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good, feeling refreshed after uh, our re-recording of episode nine recently. Um, you know, hopefully that's the last time, but hey, you know, there's, uh, I have a lot to say, so sometimes you just need to re-record it and just do it multiple times. No, very true, very true. And we're, uh, we're going back to back here, back to back jacks, if you will. Um, since we had the snafu with episode nine, we decided to make up some ground, and after doing the re-record of episode nine, we're back for episode ten. And uh, it's interesting because when you reached out to me, you were not excited to talk about this episode. This was you said to me this would be your first official whack whacked episode out of everything that we have seen up to this point. Yeah, I think so. Again, similar to you, maybe, which was an episode eight, seven or eight. Um, which you, I don't think you were too hot on, but then we, we spoke about it and then, you know, you come come around to before. Well, actually, no, it wasn't too bad. Not a bad episode. I'm hoping that it's going to be a similar thing for me where, um, you, you know, after we talk about it, I, I get a, a newfound appreciation for it. Um, no, you know, it's it's still good. It's still There's still decent stuff in it. I think just the, I think the the subplot with, with Tony and the guys and at the club and, and that, that, that was kind of interesting. I think the, um, the music stuff with Christopher, and Adriana and um, Massive Genius. I was like, Ugh. and I know Hesh gets involved as well. It's, um, but it, it makes sense. It's to have this kind of episode because we, you know, we we left off episode nine. Tensions are boiling. Junior Tony. That's coming. To the, something's going to happen with that. So I think having just this kind of, you know, I don't want to call it a filler because that's maybe you know that's it's not it's not that no, bad. No, these sort of just get but it, it separates some distance. It? Yeah, I, it, it gives because we've got what another yeah. 11, 12, 13. So we've got another three episodes after this. So. I imagine they're going to be pretty reasonably action-packed as we near our conclusion of season one. So, um, yeah, no, I'm interested to see what you thought about it. I, I I think you made a great point there. It's sort of like not necessarily a filler, but um, with tensions rising between Junior and Tony, it's like not every episode can just continue to ramp that up, ramp that up. You You need to take a little bit of a step back and focus on different things. And then when you come back to that, you're like, oh, yeah, right. This is still sort of festering in the background. So we get an interesting, I don't know if you'd call it like a fun episode, but I am I am enjoying the escapades of Christopher Maltesante and Adriana. They are, they are very fun characters. And this episode 10, season one, uh, titled A Hit is a Hit, which for a mob show can be taken many different ways, but... As we find out, this this whole a hit is a hit is referring to something a little bit different. It originally aired on March 14th, 1999. And it starts off with that big score right off the bat. And it's Christopher. It's Christopher, right? With who else is with him? Is it Polly and Pussy? I, uh, I can't read. Yeah. It's, it's three of them, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because Tony comes later after it's been done. 
Um, and I think I, I just referenced it in the episode nine very briefly that we had the whole thing with Tony and, you know, his moral dilemma with either whacking the coach or not. And, um, well, yeah, we, you know, within the first 30 seconds, someone's been whacked. Um, and it's, I think it's the first time where we've seen just sort of like a, effectively just a cold blooded assassination effectively from mm. anyone. Um, from Paulie, you know, we, we kind of get in the hint that Paulie is a little bit crazy and he's, he's got that, we, you know, we're aware that he will do pretty much, you know, whatever's needed. Um, but we've not, we've not seen it. We've not seen Paulie just come in. And I, I like the fact that he, he talks to the guy um, and says, you know, tell your friends. And he goes, he goes over this speech about, you know, what to tell your friends and then just shoots it. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this guy's, um, this guy's insane. Okay, nice. This is a, a pretty lively opener. Did we, did, did, uh, unless I missed it, do we know what the guy that they, uh, that they took out was involved oh, in? Oh, yeah, I don't know, actually. Do we know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's like going to be a, an ongoing thing where it's like a certain group they've, they've ripped off or it's just a one-off where they've been tipped off that this, these people have got a, a bag of money. And um, yeah, I wasn't, quite, I wasn't quite sure if it was to do with drugs or- Yeah, I don't think was, there was clarification no, on that, was um, there? Yeah, I don't know actually. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is just a one-off or it's a. Uh, it might be become an ongoing thing where they rip off the same group of people, you know, maybe. But it's it, it's a it's a big score. Like it's it's a big bundle of cash, and with all the pressure that they've been under with the indictment, it's kind of like a, a nice score. And it's funny you even have a moment with uh, Tony and Carmelo where he comes back and he's in a good mood, and she's just like, oh. Did a big job come oh, through? Yeah. Like insinuating she knows that, you know, something nefarious perhaps went down. She's like, Oh, I'm so ha- I'm so happy work is going well, right? Yeah, we've had that for Carmella, haven't we? We've we've spoken about it. Like, you know, how much does she know? How much does she does she not know? You know, what what she knows she, what she happy she knows with, you know, what upsets her. But at the end of the day, you know, we've had episodes, we've had her with, you know, having a crisis and crying and getting upset about her life and having a reminder of, of what could have been and, you know, how she's not a great person. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like Christmas day, isn't it? Comes in, you know, eyes wide. Oh, oh goodness me. What can I buy of this massive score? Tony's just got oh, oh, some new furniture, some jewelry. Yeah. Oh, very good. Um, yeah. It's and very it's, childlike. It, it's also funny too, because she has a great line in there where um, he's coy with her, right? She's asking him straight out, like what's, you know, like tell me, like, like, please, like, invite me into your world. I, I, I want to be a part of it. Much like she said several episodes ago, she's like, I want to be your girl or, or your partner, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he's, he kind of keeps brushing her off. And I love the line she says. You know, I can't tell if you're just old fashioned, paranoid, or just an asshole. And I was like, yeah, that's good. You know, you guys get a little bit of uh, sort of common ground. And then she's just like, yeah, you know. Sometimes you're shit. Sometimes I just wish you wouldn't. I think the arsehole's probably ninety percent of the time, to be honest. Yeah, probably. The odd occasion probably. when they had that little one to one at the swimming pool, that's when he's been a bit more sensitive. But yeah, but yeah. She knows. She knows what she's dealing with at this point. So with with this episode we've got uh I would say the two the two main threads that we have are Tony and his interaction with his neighbors, sort of trying to not trying to but what it's like when he branches out into the world that exists beyond the mafia and how uncomfortable that can be and how awkward it can be versus 
you know, Christopher doing Christopher stuff, trying to make his mark, trying to become that, uh, I don't know if it's star, but, you know, fulfilling that, like, you know, what's, what's my arc? What's my arc, you know, and his inferiority complex. And that's when we get introduced to the, uh, the rapper, Massive G. You didn't like Massive G, did you? Uh, he's fine. I, yeah. He's, the, I just think the whole thing with him and, and Hesh and like, it make it makes sense to kind of maybe bring Hesh in because, um, you know, we, we've had, we know that Hesh was involved with the music industry and he had record labels and he worked with bands and stuff. So it, ma- it makes a bit of sense. He's linked him with Christopher. Um, and it's why, you know, other than the fact that Master, G, um, is it, hang on, Master G? I, I thought it was it's Massive, Massive G. G. Yeah, Christ, Massive, Massive G. G. I've, yeah, I've already forgotten his name. So um, MG <laughs> is, um, we know that he wants to, yeah, and obviously he's interested in Adriana and that's kind of why he sticks around. Plus it's a way to speak to Hesh and, and try and get this royalties back for, I think it was for his, or it's for his auntie ultimately, but her, it's the auntie's son who has died, but now his auntie's owed money that was stolen. Um, but I think you said it. And I think I think that's probably the most interesting part of the episode is that the fact that you've got two, Christopher and Tony trying to branch out from the mob, trying to do something a little bit different. Um, Christopher Moore trying to, again, trying to find a way to, to make him, you know, be part of something. Adriana is obviously, she's the one leading it, but he's the one who's going to have all the money and invest and uh, try and make a name for himself away from the mob. Because again, I'm sure after we, we had the episode recently where he was quite depressed and he was worried that he wasn't getting anywhere in life and, you know, no one knew his name. He's, you know, Again, he's he's got back into that. He's like, well, yeah, I'll try the music industry. Adriana's interesting in it. I've got loads of money from this score. This is the way I can make my name, right? Okay. And um, obviously, Tony trying to make friends out of the mob bubble. Um, and, you know, basically, they both kind of get egg on the face, don't they, really? They, they, they get, unfortunately, they try and branch out and it, it just it ends pretty miserably. They don't really get that far without kind of just retreating back to where they started. Um it's not really yeah, their fault, but yeah. it's just whatever happens for both of them, what they're trying to do, trying to trying to you know see what life's like away from the mob. It ends badly. It doesn't just you know it doesn't end well, and they can just retreat back to their little bubble, safety bubble. I think the difference between the two, though, is you feel like Christopher really wants to um, broaden his horizons, where with Tony he feels pushed a little bit. Right. Like it's not really something he wants to do, because when we're first introduced to Bruce, the neighbor, uh, we find out that it was him that suggested Dr. Melfi to Tony. Right. We find out that he's got a connection. He's the one that uh, sort of allowed that uh, relationship to happen. And Tony's thanking him. He's like, hey, hey, here's these Cuban cigars. And Bruce is, uh, you know, he's your typical white collar guy. He's smart enough to know who Tony is, and he's he looks down upon Tony, but yet is intrigued by him, right? And I, I, I kind of like the way Tony was in that moment, in that scene where he gives him the cigars, because he's I, I, I kind of wrote down, he's like, shy Tony, right? He's just like, ah, you know, don't worry about it. And then he's like, oh, why don't you come on down to the club, right? And you can see Tony's like, ah, you know, I, I don't know if that's for me. Like, I, I appreciate it, thank you, but... I, he, Tony kind of gets that that's not his world. That's not, that's not where he should be. Yeah. I was right? just about to say but, about the world. Yeah. The, the, the polar opposite, aren't they? These two worlds. And it's just very, 
even though Tony, a lot of a lot of the mob stuff, he he does get fed up. You know, he gets fed up with it because he's he just sees the same people every day, same stuff, um, and he likes the idea of trying to sort of just leave that behind and not even make new friends as such, but just have something else going on. Just mate, but then even saying that him leaving that mob bubble and then going into having this kind of this different sort of friendship group or just group. I don't know what he thinks is going to happen. I think he's he's probably pushing his luck a little bit because ultimately, what you know, what's he going to talk about? They're going to talk about what they're doing and their jobs and their careers and their lives. And Tony kind of just he just talks about the same stuff. And it, you know, when he talks to Melfi, he's got to be careful what he says every time. He can't just say, "Yeah, yeah, I'm a mobster. I do this." He's always always got a skirt around it, so he's always going to struggle with this because he can't. When they say, "How's work, Tony?" We well, can't even really talk about that. Yeah, no, yeah, waste management. Yeah, it's going really well. Tough day at the office. Oh, goodness me. Um, yeah, yeah. So you do you do feel for him because he is trying a little bit. Um, but no, I do agree. It's, it's a little bit different because Christopher's doing. We've had this from Christopher. It's the same stuff. He's trying to make a name for himself. He's trying to. He's trying to you know disassociate himself from the mob. He's more than just the mob and Tony's lackey or whatever he wants to you know. However he sees himself. For Tony, it's just a change of scenery which then just becomes a bit effectively just becomes a bit of a laugh like laughing stock he's a I think he says doesn't he to Melfi about he's, he felt like a performing bear or performing monkey and that's I don't think he expected yeah. that but that's pretty much what happens when he starts chatting to them so and I I didn't I didn't pick up on it right away I thought that in the beginning when uh, his neighbor Bruce invited him you know over for the barbecue and and to meet his friends, it's. I thought it was coming from a place of, uh, like, like genuine, like, hey, like, why don't you, why don't you come on over? But it seems as though it's it's quickly uh, discovered that he's just like, hey, guess what, guys? Like, I live next door to this big mobster. I should invite him over, and you know, we can hang out with this mobster because, or, or is it his friends? Do you think take it that way? Because with that barbecue, when they're sitting there talking with his friends, they're the ones who are just like, hey, can I ask you something? Like, like how 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 authentic is the goth- Godfather? Like, is, is, is that really what it's like? And Bruce is kind of like, I can't tell if his reaction is like, I don't think we should talk about this stuff, or if he's just as on board as the rest of the guys. Well, it's, I think it's a bit of both, isn't it? I think he's like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not too sure. But at the same time, he's like, well, oh, actually, yeah, I kind of want to know the answer to that question, actually. He, sort of, he, he, he was kind of looking at Tony to see what his reaction is going to be. And because then, I guess, Tony just sort of goes, oh, what? Doesn't really know how to take yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. At first, he's like, oh, I don't don't think we should be saying that. But then, because he's part of this group and it's like, it's like, well, yeah, kind of interested to hear what, what Tony says about that. Actually, I would like to know that as well. And by the time they go and play golf, I think he's, yeah, he's fully embraced. He's like, yeah, so, you know, Tony, tell us about, it. you know, is this true? Is that true? Yeah, Tony, we want to hear about it. Um, it's interesting that the fact that we get Melfi, don't we, as well? Because the, the whole discussion with the friends and stuff is, is you know, can you believe it? Melfi is at the dinner table. So again, she's sitting there, you know, obviously can't say anything. Um, yeah, the whole thing about effectively talking about, you know, what does Tony do and the fact that they kind of, um, they kind of like the idea in some ways that they're, they're, they're next to, you know, a, a mobster guy who's in the mafia, you know, we're in the same neighborhood as Tony Soprano. Oh my goodness. Um, it's a bit, it's a little bit lame that we get Melfi who kind of excuses herself and goes to the toilet and sort of looks through the window and it's like, hmm, okay. Why? But, but again, you know, it's, you, yeah, fine. What, what do you have? 
it's not even so much that, um, because I'll be honest with you, there would be part of me that would be curious, right? And be like, ah, fuck, he's like right over there. Like, what's going on over there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, but she, she again, she comes to his defense, just like when she was having the dinner with her family. And they're kind of saying, you got to distance yourself from this guy. This is the uh, epitome of what we don't want the rest of the world to think about our culture. And she's like, no, 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 you don't know, you don't know. And then she's sitting with her hoity-toity friends. They're talking down about him. And I can't remember what the comment was, but they're all poo-pooing something. She's like, I actually, I happen to like that, right? She comes to his defense again. And like you said, yeah, yeah it's kind of a little stalkerish as she's, peering uh, over the uh, or sitting on top of the toilet looking over into his yard but she also brings it up to him right she's like oh by the way i was i was next door that's fucking that's very flirty that's, yeah, that's well, you know it's like yeah, yeah it's you know as i've said before um i am interested to see where that's going what what, what is that relationship or what's What's in it, you know, we've kind of discussed about what's potentially in it for Melfi, having Tony Sprine as a patient. She's quite interested in that. There's obviously lots to get into. Um, but like, what what is it? You know, how much does she like the attention? How much does she thrive off the fact that she is the therapist to Tony Soprano? You know, is there an attraction there? We, you know, Tony's made it pretty clear that he's ready to go with Melfi. And obviously that was sort of, you know, very quietly just sacked off. Um so yeah, professionally, I think she handled herself very professional yeah, did, in that yeah. moment. Yeah, but right here in this fucking, th- she's opening the door. What, that, yeah, she's she's effectively she's run off to the toilet to then stand on the toilet to then peer and see if she can get a look at Tony. It's like, yeah, yeah it's as you said, you know, there is that thing where it's like, oh, he's just over there. I've never seen his house before. Let's have a look. Oh, oh, there he is, just walking around the pool. Okay, but it's like, why? What? what what's what's happening? And then you hear the grunting, don't you? Like the screaming, and then obviously then. And she brings up, then she goes, "Oh, did you hear anyone? A, a man screaming or someone in in pain?" No, no, no yeah, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Didn't hear it. Yeah, it was just it was it was interesting because I don't remember any of that stuff. I don't remember her basically sending mixed messages. I that's isn't that how it feels? Like you know, she said, "Listen, I'm the only reason you have these feelings for me is this void that you've had in your life for a s- stable female." figure i can't i'm not that oh i was i was in your neighborhood yeah oh oh yeah well but i think right? people just just act sort of weirdly don't they around tony so you've got melfi who you're not quite sure what her angle is and what she feels about tony and also just the guys just the guys in this episode if they if they kind of know who tony is they don't maybe know all the ins and outs but they got a good idea that tony is is in the mafia you know he's, he's pretty connect he's well connected he's a pretty you know he's a pretty menacing bloke that they effectively just start sort of taking the mick out of him and just start asking him all these silly questions about the godfather and all this stuff and just about like italian pop culture and all these stereotypes and expect tony to go oh good question guys well actually this is what happened yeah that's i, I kind of thought that's maybe like a bit risky i'm not sure that i'd be just openly they're not they're not i don't think they're trying to mock him but they're just asking really like silly questions just because this guy's italian just because he's in the mob that he's going to know. It's the sort of thing that you do if you're a child. Like asking about like you know, the Godfather, Tony, how realistic is it? You know, like that could yeah. go, that could go wrong. Tony could go like, oh my God, who it's... are these guys? Like these guys need to be beaten up. I'm not having this. I I think that's also um, 
it speaks to people who've never really walked along the dark side of society, right? Like they watch a movie like The Godfather, Goodfellas or whatever. It's a movie, it's safe. These are these are caricatures. Um like I fuck like I, I've known guys that they talk pretty tough about ah oh, like fucking you know there's there's a, a couple of hell's angels chapters in this area and I remember back in the day you know going to a couple of the uh, the the strip clubs like the Bada Bing uh, oh, they yeah. were run by hell's angels and you know you talk you, you sit around with your buddies and just yeah. Fuck. These guys are just guys, not so tough. Well, when you're face to face with it, when you walk in there and you're 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 staring these guys uh, from across the uh, across the stage, you're not going to be so. Yeah, what's it like, man? Like you guys running drugs and shit well, like that's, that. That's exactly, you know, but yeah, it's it's you know maybe if you if you like if you're drunk as well, you get a bit confident. You go, oh yeah, so you know how do I get part of your gang? What's what do I what do I got to do? Uh, I can drive and there and he's on their turf. Yeah, right? he's on their turf. It would be a different story if they weren't on the uh, on the on the links there at the country club, and they were in the uh, you know the the room in the in the back room of the Bada Bing. No, that's they, true, they wouldn't yeah. be so no, brazen. True. I think it helps you know? as well as that Tony's so, he's put himself in this situation. He, it's not it's not kind of like he's he, he wants to be there. He's trying to he's trying something new. So he's he's more open to the idea of of you know these guys and stuff. He doesn't know what they're going to come out with. And I'm sure like he's, you can see he's pretty taken back by the crap they start you know spouting about the Gulf R and, and mobs and Italians and stuff. But I think he um he acknowledges the fact that he's put himself in the situation. So, you know, he doesn't know what's going to happen, but at the moment he's kind of stuck here. So he's got to kind of stomach it. Um and, and he even plays into it, doesn't he, at the end. When um, he says about how he knew um, Gotti, he says, "Oh yeah, yeah, I knew yeah. Gotti. Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he, he says about, "I'm not quite sure what the the relevance is to this story about the ice cream van." And I'm assuming that's something in history. There's something I don't know. I don't know if that's linked in with something like a. Riff. I don't know. I yeah, I don't. I've got no the idea. The way I, the way I read it, I thought he was just fucking with them in the way that uh, if there was some deeper meaning. And hey, if anyone's listening to this, if they know. If there was something beyond uh, him just telling a, a story to throw them off, please let us know. But I always took it as he's like, "Oh yeah, okay, I'll tell you a story," and he just kind of starts spinning this yarn that that pulls them in, but it doesn't go anywhere. It's it's like there's no punchline to it, and they're just kind of looking at him, waiting for it. And he's like, "Yeah, there's, I got nothing for you." That's the way I read it. Yeah. If there was something more to that, then I, I am not aware. But uh, and it's interesting to the way that Tony took it because you think maybe if Christopher was in that position, he would have been like, "Oh, this is great! Like everyone's looking at me like I'm cool, and they, 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 they are giving me the respect that I think I deserve." Whereas Tony took it as like, oh, "These guys are taking a piss out of me, right? Like I'm just some uh, cute little anecdote that they can tell in in future games with their buddies." Right, he was more put off by it than say someone with uh, a lack of maturity or awareness like Christopher. Yeah, well, he's hanging out with these guys. He's, he's attempting something new to get away from the mob. So he goes and hangs out with these blokes, and then pretty much all they want to talk about is Tony and the mob and everything had to do with you know Italian culture and the Godfather and and it's not it's and and sort of it's it's kind of comedic and it's sort of pretty much taking the mick. Um, obviously for Tony it's not it's not great is it 
the fact that he wants to try something new. He wants to sort of put on like a, you know, he wants to speak to different people, maybe get a different perspective about life and work and stuff. And they pretty much just uh, ask him all these just pretty generically stupid questions. So it, it's kind of, it's backfired pretty dramatically. Um, and it just yeah, and- sort of sends him back into his, um, into his hole again, doesn't it, quite quickly? It's kind of like, just screw this, right? But I... <laughs> And the, it's these little moments where you're just like, okay, this is why you like Tony. I, I love his little prank that he plays at the end of the episode, right? Where Carmela comes into the kitchen. She's like, what are you doing? And he's got that box and he's wrapping it up with that generic brown paper with the, you know, string. And she's like, what's in there? Oh, it's just sand. We go next door and ask Bruce to hold on to it for me. Yeah, just to fuck with him, right? And I was like, that's great. <laughs> well, it's, it's fun, done, right? It's done well, isn't it? Because you you can tell Tony very quickly just gets over it. You know, he becomes part of the yeah. joke. He says the gotti stuff. He then does this with the sand, wraps it up um, to get his own back after what's what's taking place. Um, but then, at, you know, with that, you also get the the fact that he goes into the gym. He goes, he starts screaming in the basement, you know, because he's obviously very frustrated. He wants to, you know, all this pent up frustration and energy. He wants to get it out. So it's good. It's good that you've had that. It's not just the fact that Tony's just shrugged it off and gone. Oh, right. Well, I can play jokes on these guys as well. You know, I don't care. I'll just go back to what I was doing before. He's obviously like he's. I think he's upset, but he's. he's it's just very frustrating that he's kind of he's tried to branch out. It's gone wrong, and he's just kind of not stuck, but he's just gone back to maybe that's just the way it is. The life he lives is he's always going to struggle to branch out of that and find a different group of people. He's, you know, realistically, it's always going to be the same kind of people. He's going to talk to the same guys. You're going to have to be if he wants to make new friends or branch out a little bit. It's going to they're going to have to kind of probably be be involved in the mob in similar stuff for it to make sense. Or you, you're probably just going to get that again with another group of people. So it's good that they did, they did the two. It's it's one of the sacri- Yeah, it's one of the sacrifices you're going to have to deal with living in this lifestyle. So um, what? What would you like to touch on when it comes to the whole other story with uh, Adriana and Christopher, and he's going to set her up to be the manager of this band? I did I I don't know if I wrote down the name of the band. Do you remember what the name of the oh, band was? Um, is it her, Visiting uh, Day? Something like that. I think yeah, they were called like, like Defile. That. that was their original name, Defile or Defile You or something, and then they changed yeah. it to Visiting Day. The guy changed it. Um, I think, yeah, visiting day. I think that's what it is. Um, is Adriana just kind of like a a smarter version of Chris? Like she's she's kind of not that far off him, right? There, it reminds me of like um, my brother and his wife. They're two not smart people, but you ever know like a good relationship is you've got that counterbalance to somebody who may be like a little bit too hypey and has like the crazy ideas. And then you've got that, that partner that sort of filters things down like, uh, maybe seven of these ideas are terrible, but yeah. you've got these good three. Let's focus on yeah, those probably, ones. Probably me and Where Fiona, the- to be honest. Probably sounds about right. <laughs> okay. but the thing is I still follow through on these ideas. That's the thing. I'm still doing them. Um, yeah, it's, well, is she smart? Um, I, look, like Chris, you know, she lives with Christopher, so she sees every day what Christopher's trying to do. You know, he's part of, she knows what he's doing. She's, he's part of the mob, all the rest of it. But he, he, you know, we've had this thing about the screenplay. Um, you know, so she's there, she's trying to support him. She may not, she may think that what he's doing 
with writing the screenplay, with other stuff he's trying to do, with how the fact that he's trying to venture away from the mob, he's trying he's trying new stuff. She's maybe going like, oh, you know, is that going to work? Like Christopher, you, we're in a we're in a decent spot here. Like you know, you, you're not doing as badly as you think you are. But you know, as as a supportive partner, it's kind of what you do. You know, if if it's not gonna, if that's what you want to do, and you want to you want to start, you know, recording a Sopranos podcast with a random Canadian bloke, <laughs> I, I'll support you. I think it's the wrong decision, but just you know, you do it and see how you get on. <laughs> it's kind of that, isn't it? It's, it's you support you support your partner <laughs> Sorry, and stuff. That's a good one. You're, you're yeah, right there, Dan. That's good. God bless. Go, God bless Fiona. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm good. Um, well, yeah. You, ca- I, you caught me off guard. There. Right. Oh, good. sorry. <laughs> um, you good. support that, don't you? Like, you know, people, you may do things where you're not, oh, I'm not I, I don't know how that's going to work, but look, if it's, give it a go, see how you get on. It's, you know, I, I'm pretty much what I'm doing day to day. I'm doing all these things that are stressful, maybe not working out, but, you know, Fiona sort of says, oh, you know, see how it goes. You know, try try not to involve me in it, but, but just see how it goes and, uh, you know, all the best. Um, Off you go, Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah we got you back there nice well played bunny thank you Claudia. i have my moments um yeah she, i don't think she's more intelligent than than christopher but i think she um she wants she wants to sort of come out of his shadow doesn't she a little bit she's sort of she just sort of goes with christopher does what he does um and this is this has come up she's really confident about it christopher as as the you know the caring supportive partner that he is he's got all this newfound money he's like yeah you know i believe in you Let's see how it goes. And it also benefits him as well, doesn't it? It's not just Adriana, like, I've got no interest in music. You know, where's this going to go? Like, here's 100K, like, whatever. It's like Christopher's like, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, this could this could work. We could, we could become like a power couple. We could, like, this could really go somewhere. Let's, let's give this a go. Why not? I I think it's cool that he he's supportive of her, right? And, and she says kind of early on, it's like, I'm sorry, Christopher. I don't want to be a kept woman. I'm not going to be like... Carmela Soprano, right? I I I want to be my own independent woman, and he doesn't really push up against that. He's like, okay, all right, let's do this. I I I've got your back, and I thought that was kind of a sweet in a way. You know, he's he's got enough belief in her that he will put up his money to to help her establish herself in this field like whether or not she does have a talent for it which we sort of get the impression by the end of the episode that no she doesn't and which leads to some pretty comical uh recording sessions with that band right and christopher starts to to lose it because they're not quite getting it you know they're, they're not getting the track down and the whole confrontation that he has with the lead singer is is it it's good for some laughs. Yeah, well, it backfires again, doesn't it? Because what well, it always does when Christopher's involved, it doesn't. It always, you know, he's he's hot headed. It, it 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 always ends badly, um, and that's what leads to them having the you know the argument at the end and the fact that Adriana now thinks that because well, I'm not quite sure. She, she thinks that basically Christopher's pulling the plug and is saying this stuff because he's jealous. He's jealous of um, of MG. He's jealous of the, 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 the band. I know obviously her, she had a relationship with the, the guy that the lead singer of the band. Um, that's why he's pulling the, pulling the, you know, he's saying, oh, do you know what? Like it's it. The band sucks. I spoke to someone who knows about music. It's not going to go anywhere. And also uh, massive, uh, massive genius is, is only sort of, you know, helping you along and is being, is into this because he wants to get in, you know, he wants to get in your knickers effectively. That's what, that's why he's doing it. I think, though, that Christopher is 
savvy enough to pick up on those things. He already knows that she had a relationship with this guy beforehand. I mean, massive G is I fucking her from the second that those that the, they they meet, right? Like it's he's not subtle about it. So how far do you go? I, with I think that? because this guy like he's got like he's got. I'm sure lots of women at his disposal. It's like, how, how far is this bloke going to go to to potentially bankroll this stuff with Adriana just so he can maybe get Adriana? Like, it's like, how how far are we going to go with this? Ah, uh, but you know, for I would I would imagine guys in that position, it's a feather in your cap if you were to perhaps wheel away a girl from somebody in that position, mm. right? Yeah, it's power. Like, I mean, it? sure, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'm sure you've got your groupies lined up around the block, but it doesn't quite have the same sense of challenge that to take a mobster's girlfriend away. Well, that's away. it. Yeah, and right? he's got the thing of Hesh as well, right? and it's all part of it, isn't it? As well, it'd be it would be um, you know be a very much a one up if he can potentially take Adriana yeah. and get Hesh to give him some royalties. It's like, well, yeah, that's a result. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, but but to that, I think it speaks to Christopher's. Um, sort of faith and backing Adriana, he sees that that massive G's, you know, giving her the eyes. All right, he's he's not blind to that, and he he's aware of the history. But despite that, he's like, I'm going to support you. I, I I'm I'm going to support you. And it's only when uh, after he talks to Hesh, and Hesh is like, honestly, it's this is garbage, right? And and that's where the the whole title of this episode comes from he's like a hit's a hit that ain't a hit and once and christopher is like okay i'm going to i'm going to take this guy's opinion perhaps over massive g or or whatever right and it's at that point where he's like nah it's it's not going anywhere sorry babe we're gonna have to course correct and uh i thought uh yeah i i don't know I, i i was impressed with him to push it as far as he did yeah, no, I, I think he's. Despite all I think things. he's been all right in this this episode, Christopher. Actually, I think uh, other than obviously, you know, his his hot headedness and him slamming the guitar against um, the the lead singer and all that kind of stuff. No, I, I think um, I think he goes as far as it as he can. You know, even he even when Hesh says, "Oh, this is rubbish. Like, this, this is not a hit. This is absolute just junk." He, he, you know, he, he doesn't want to believe it. He wants to keep going. And go, well, you know, you're sure? Let's let's maybe play it again. And oh, I think it's pretty good. You know, and Adriana, she really believes in this band and this and this lead singer. So. You know what can we do with it? It's a, it's only after that. You know he, he can even accept. Maybe he's willing to accept the whole MG. You know having eyes for Adrian. He's like, well, that's not ideal. But if it gets somewhere, and if Hesh was to say, oh, do you know what? This is this is good. You know we could do something with this. He'd maybe take the hit on that because he knows it's going to make Adrian yeah. happy. You know he can work around that. Um, as yeah. you said, he he does pretty much exhaust all his options. Where it's like, look, this is, you know, I, I'm not. It's not the song. The song's not going to go anywhere. The band sucks. They're not very good. I've got I've got this MG stuff as well, where he's like, "I like my girl." So that that's gonna that's where's that heading? That's not going to end well. I need to pull the plug and just let her know that it's not gonna it's not gonna work effectively. And um, yeah, yeah, her reaction is probably is understandable, I suppose, because he supported her up to this point, and she thinks maybe that he's he's had a second, you know, he's had. He's changed his mind yeah, and he's, yeah. he's he's doing it because he's jealous and, you know, he doesn't want her. Maybe he's jealous of, of the band and he's also jealous of her maybe doing well and her making a name for herself and sort of moving away from just being the girlfriend of... Which I don't think is true. No, no I of course, no, that's, no. That's, that's the thing. And I think, I, think um, I don't think, you know, I don't, I guess he, 
it's hard to handle when they have the argument what's he supposed to do but he just kind of yeah he doesn't really say a lot really he just sort of says look you know that, that i've spoke to someone who knows about music and that, that's just the way it is and then she storms off he says oh i love you and then that's kind of it so yeah it's it's I, it's not handled the best but it's um yeah it's difficult it's difficult on, I, on, on both levels isn't it, for both of them but i love their dynamic uh, they they are really fun uh pairing that get dropped into you know every other episode and i can't remember at what point they have this uh conversation but you know christopher is trying to be inspiring or something he gets up and he says you know do, do you know how i believe in the power of, of positive visual visualization and she's like you know i i know you like to talk about it you're actually pretty negative that's <laughs> like i i love how she calls him out kind of on his bullshit you know what i mean yeah, well, that, that's they're just perfect together, aren't they? I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? And um, I'm sure they deserve each other. Well, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure, um, I'm sure, shit, you know, Adrian will, will be coming back. I can't imagine they're gonna it's gonna last too long. Their disagreement, and uh, yeah, maybe at some point something else will pop up where oh. Adrian will want to do something, that's... or he'll be willing to bankroll another idea. And it's yeah, the, ultimately the thing is, it's just maybe Adrian has not got. Um, She's just not talented in this field. She's just not going to be... She can't get into the music industry, not because she's just picked the wrong band. She's picked the wrong band because she just doesn't know good music. And she's just sort of... The scene when she's... Um, they're playing it for um, MG and then it, she's going, meow. It's just... It's just absolutely <laughs> hideous. It's, oh, my God. You know, quite, yeah, it's funny, no, but it's, it's just... It's... Yeah, I think that kind of... She's... It's not like she's um, she's aware of, of maybe that it's not the best. She's fully... like She's all in. She thinks this is a hit. Like yeah. she thinks it's really good, and you know that's why she just can't believe that it will go. You know, tits up, and Christopher just goes, "No, it's it's not happening." End of. No, it's very very cringy. Very, it's cringy. a cringe yeah. But I guess the only other thing that was uh, relevant was the whole you know dynamic with Hesh and and Massive G and how he wants restitution, right? He wants uh, money owed, as we touched on earlier, to his uh, his his aunt. And it comes down to it was like, no, it's not going to happen. Hesh is going to dig his his feet in, and they uh, they're going to go to. Sounds like they're going to go to court over it. And to be honest with you, I do not know or remember at all where this goes. But it it, it it's setting it up as if there's uh there's going to be more stuff to come out of this particular. Dynamic. I kind of hope it doesn't go too too far. Like you can make. I think it's good that they've done it this way, actually, because I think they could have probably quite easily done maybe a whole episode on just Hesh, and I don't know if they do, but on Hesh and this, and and maybe MG sort of comes back in again. I, I kind of hope that, by all means, you know, touch upon it again in the future if you need to. But I'm just not, I'm just not that, not really that interested in it. And you know, they they try, they try and have moments where Hesh is by himself and he's listening to the music and he's sort of, you know contemplating you know oh you know maybe i should maybe i need like to give you get this the impression he might yeah yeah he, he may might, do it yeah might, yeah and then and then you don't really hear about it for a bit and then all of a sudden he just says with with, with tony and everyone else in the background no do you know what uh, do you know what, um massive genius now nah, i'm just nah, i don't fancy it no nah. no nah, i'll see you in court um well, well actually no, no 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 the funny thing is is that massive genius is the one who says well you know i'll see you in court because they're expecting probably while they're there they're expecting um mg to go right well this is gonna this is gonna lead this is gonna end in blood or this is gonna end badly for you 
and they kind of they kind of sneer and sort of jeer and sort of start laughing when um, he says, "No, well, I'm going to see you in court. That's where we're going." And I think Tony even sort of says, "Like, oh, all right, it's." I don't know if that's kind of a hint to that's kind of what the like the modern day gangster is now. That it's not it's not yeah. always just kind of like, yeah, we're gonna yeah, I see you on the battlefield. You know, you bring your men, I bring my men. It's like, no, no, we're gonna go to yeah. court and I'm gonna sue you. And it's like, oh, really? It's a bit anticlimactic. It's like, oh yeah, well, I'm gonna sue yeah, you. Like, well, you've got, you've his... got you yeah. borrowed lyrics from one of my old songs in '66 and your your latest rap song, so I'm gonna sue you too. Okay, so I will see you in court. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's quite quite a funny way. Yeah, I I I have no idea. I cannot remember at all if there is a, a resolution to that or or not. But uh, anything else prevalent in episode ten that we have missed? Uh. No, I don't think so. I was I was quite taken back when, in the hot tub scene right at the start, when some girl comes in and just says like, "Paula, you know, get your big dick into the hot tub," and that was quite funny. But I always <laughs> thought it was quite humorous where they were kind of disappointed. Paulie and Tony were sort of disappointed that um, Christopher was leaving. Ah, like, oh, leaving already? Like, come on! I don't I don't really know what what, what the dynamics would be. What Christopher would have just bit into the hot tub between the two couples and then just. Had a good time. I was like, yeah, I think Chris was probably doing uh, the right thing and getting the hell out. Yeah, probably, yeah. probably. Well, I mean, again, it was such a brief scene. I, I'm sure that there, uh, I'm sure there might have been more people well, that were on their way. You know, so tough to say. But I, I, I like, I like it that Christopher's like, no, I, I, I want to go spend time with my girl. And up to this point, we don't get any impression that. He is anything other than a one-woman guy, yeah. And uh, it's that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, he's got he's got his he's got his own moral compass, and and I, I, I think he's I think this is a good episode for Christopher. I think he is. Um, yeah, yeah. The earlier episodes, I was like, oh, Christopher, God, like, just this guy's a nightmare. Um, you know, without saying he's growing on me, I think uh, I think his character's developing. We're getting a bit more from him. Um, so he's yeah, he's always he's always been a good character. Um, I think for just the, the you know the first few episodes, he was just kind of doing the same stuff, and it was just kind of getting a bit boring. He's now doing different things. He's now he's getting a little bit more interesting. Um, and yeah, I think it was overall pretty good, pretty good Christopher episode. Actually, I think he was, I think he was good in this one. So I'll ask you this: Are you still going to whack this episode, or have you come around on it? Um, it's it, I don't I don't probably need to whack it. It, I'm still I'm still not that bothered by it, really. Realistically, if I if I was watching it and we hadn't dis- like you know I think discussing it hasn't really made me think that much about it, other than kind of what you know it was interesting to obviously hear what you had to say about it. But no, I've not I've not come around to thinking it was a, a great episode. It it was a you know decent elements to it. There was some there was some good bits, funny bits. Um, but I think it's just I think it's just as we said, it just served as kind of um you know a little bit of a filler. Just to kind of get us set up for the the back end of season one, because I I'm you know I'm assuming where we're, where we're heading is going to be pretty lively. So I think it was um yeah it was you know we had the college episode which was a bit of a detail, but that was you know I think the college episode was obviously a lot better and it was other stuff going on. So you need these episodes. It can't just be thirteen episodes all out balls to the wall, you know action. Um so yeah it served it served a purpose I feel within season one. Yeah, I think it was like a nice come down episode. Uh, I have written at the bottom of my notes, fun episode. Yeah. And I think that's a fair statement for a hit is a hit. So with that, I guess we will uh, take this opportunity to 
sign off. Do you want to uh, do you want to talk about any other shows that you're listening to? Because we've been kind of taking this opportunity at the end of the show to plug other independent shows that we're following. Got anyone? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've listened to um, there's one called Hallmark of Greatness. Uh, I've listened to a, a few episodes of theirs. Um, yeah, so they they basically just review uh, films that appear on the the Hallmark channel or under the the hallmark okay okay yeah, i guess it makes it um yeah no it's fun it's it's you know the the films um from hallmark are, are quite uh they're not the best most of them so it's um they have a feel about them. yes yes um yeah so it's it's very very easy listen um the hosts are, are pretty funny and uh yeah it's it can be sometimes hard to break down just bad films you always think oh it's always fun just to to review and and you know watch bad film because there's, there's gonna be lots of funny things to say but i think it's actually quite tricky sometimes and especially if you're if you're only watching largely bad films i think that's a skill in <laughs> itself to be able to make that interesting other than just going yeah it's shit and I, we're going to tell you all the reasons why it's shit and it's boring and it's stupid i think it's um yeah i think that's a skill in itself so uh yeah hallmark of greatness good stuff have a look check them Check them out. And uh, in the meantime, as I, as I mentioned before, we, we have our Twitter page. It's at Sopranos RE. Um, please, if you want to reach out to us, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and I guess uh, we're getting close to the end of season one, which is kind of exciting. And we will find out if the next episode is going to be another come down episode or ramping up. Ben, are you interested in seeing where this, uh, where this is going? Uh, yeah, I guess fairly, fairly interested. Yeah. Um, I don't know if That's I've good. made that clear before, That's but good. yeah, no, I I am quite interested actually. I don't know if I've ever I, said that. I, I think the day, the day I ask that question and, and the answer is a hard no, then that might be uh, that might be the end of their run. Yeah. But until then, it looks like we're gonna power on. So please, uh, tune in next week, and uh, we'll 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 see if Ben will continue to be interested in what's happening with Sopranos. Dun dun dun. Peace out. Bye.